Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the podcast Imperfect. I'm Kara Bartek. And I'm Rebecca Nisko. And today we interviewed the amazing Stephanie Zhang, experimental makeup artist, fashion designer, Instagram influencer, amazing Just person. Amazing, down to earth, wonderful person. Yeah. And. I say this in the episode, but if you just from the top, go look at Stephanie's Instagram. It's Steph underscore monolids. You have to be looking at her incredible work while we are talking about it because it's just. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like unlike anything you've seen before, I think, <laughs> personally. Yeah. Yeah. This was such a good conversation. And I know yeah. we, we always say that in every conversation is truly amazing. <laughs> It is. Um, we are so lucky with yeah. all of the guests that we, we have. We are so lucky. Um, but yeah, I think we we talk so much more <laughs> beyond makeup, you yeah. know, and um, I'm just care. I just want to say, like, not to get sentimental, but like, I'm just so lucky to do this. And like, I know I, I we, you know, say that a few times in like our intro outro, but like just being able to hear the stories and the inspirations and learning about all these different artists with you is just like so fun and i just I'm gonna I, cry. Love, I love our podcast <laughs> i um, know not to be biased but, um, <laughs> but this episode like is no exception of learning you know i learned a underneath. lot <laughs> i learned a lot i like, yeah. we're truly learned a lot um and just yeah, go just listen to the show stop hearing us talk about it and Enjoy. Hi, my name is Stephanie. I'm a fashion designer by my day job, and I'm an experimental makeup artist. I'm based in New Jersey, New York City area. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us. I worked with your brother, Sam, on like one set, like right, right before the pandemic ended. And I was following an Insta. I mean, sorry, the pandemic started, not ended. Oh my God. Early 2020. And I think he either posted a story with your makeup or he reposted a post of yours or something, but I was just so blown away by oh my God, thank what you. you, I was like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this before. That is so cool. Oh, I'm um, honored that you yeah. have never seen it before. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> no, no, it was like on his story, I think. And I was like, oh my God, I I need to, and then I, I saw your Instagram and I was like, okay, I'm going to follow you because I was just so amazed. So oh, um, thank you. Oh my God. That's so funny, but also that's just like New York kind of when yeah. <laughs> like creatives, if you're working like in a different field and then you just kind of connect with other people. So that's, that's amazing. He's actually on a film job right now. So I haven't oh, told him, him that I'm doing this yet, but oh. I'll, I'll tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So I guess from the top of the show, if you're not following Stephanie already, go right now, like go look up her Instagram right now. It's Steph underscore monolids. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> my little spiel, but I, I think my first question kind of lends itself immediately when I first started following you and, and just kind of over the last year, seeing how your your Instagram has like blossomed and, and grown. Um, 
how did you first get into experimental makeup? Like, where did that begin for you? Right. Um, I mean, in general, makeup for me started when I was like, well, I was like five years old and I, oh. I was playing around with my mom's lipstick, but that's not when I started wearing hardcore <laughs> makeup. That'd be hilarious. But it started like in middle school, you know, mm-hmm. just like janky cat eyes. And, and um, I mean, now I can definitely admit that it was 100% because I felt insecure about myself and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, what is this? And every single day in high school, like I would go in with like the winged eyeliner and the horrible block brows, which I wish <laughs> the pictures did not exist, but it's okay. <laughs> and um, when I went to college, I actually, I was going through like, you know, personal turmoil and mm-hmm. <laughs> I completely stopped wearing makeup for mm-hmm. about like a year or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until January of maybe I want to say like 2018, 20, 2019, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I literally just picked up my brushes and I was like, I'm going to do fun makeup. But at that point, fun makeup for me was like colorful eyeshadow. <laughs> and <laughs> that was yeah. me stepping outside of my comfort zone. Uh-huh, um, sure. And it really just blossomed into like, I would go to class because I went to the Fashion Institute of, the Fashion Institute of Technology yeah, in New York City. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Oh, very thank cool. you. And I would just pull up to class in like wild makeup like kind of (laughs) what I not to the extent of what I post now Mm -hmm. but maybe like a a medium a medium middle ground there and no one cares in New York so Mm -hmm. I was like no one cares in New York why should I and it's not even like I guess in some part I always it, it is always external validation of like oh wow like that's really cool what's on your face but I really started to internalize the fact that I can view makeup as like a different way of seeing myself because Mm -hmm. the year that I like didn't wear makeup I was like all natural like literally nothing Mm -hmm. and I was like why am I why do I feel any way about myself like (laughs) if anything this is just like a medium upon which like I could just do crazy stuff and no one would no one would care and it's just so fun and then like once the pandemic hit um like classes were canceled so I was like Mm -hmm. in my dorm just just like not doing anything <laughs> and I yeah. had hours to just do whatever and then that's mm-hmm. when like the face paint started and really just when like the craziness began and I started mm-hmm. taking the account more seriously mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. that's I, I I love everything you just said and 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 thank you for your honesty too I think as I mean Rebecca knows this about me because we went to high school together but I literally oh, I love I, that yeah yeah we've known each other for a long yes long long time since the sixth grade um (laughs) but like Rebecca was always way more knowledgeable of makeup I know like basically nothing about it like zero 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 I Um, still got you (laughs) for the record I still do not know anything about makeup (laughs) but we used to watch like you know what we we all start somewhere though (laughs) (laughs) I just remember watching tutorials at sleepovers and stuff and like going like you know horrible I don't even know if like I I think I offended the blush gods probably a lot or I you know but um what's so amazing is is that it it, you took something that was very negative and and it's like almost time stopped still and and you just use that time to hone your craft I think that's so awesome yeah thank you yeah and I also think it's like I'm a very type A, like 
a little neurotic kind of personality. <laughs> I'm like, I have to keep my hands busy or else I'm going to go crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also at that point, I just like, I graduated um, mm-hmm. May of 2020, graduated, mm-hmm. I don't know. And <laughs> I felt just really burned kind oh, of from mm-hmm. the fashion industry as a whole. I was just like, yeah. uh, like my school really, I don't think my own personal opinion does not reflect, you know, whatever, but I just feel like they did not take care of us. And Mm, it was, I I was like, I just need, I need to step away from this. And so it was also definitely a way to channel some artistic energy and frustrations I had Mm -hmm. onto just like a different path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that first like full face? What was the, what inspired you to do that first full face and post about it? Oh my God, what was the first? <laughs> I think, oh my God, you know, I think it was more of a basic, like, mm-hmm. glam look. It was just mm-hmm. like an eye picture, oh my God, of like, you know, early Instagram days. <laughs> it was just the eye picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though this was like September of 2019 or something. Yeah. Um, it was just like that. And I actually was very apprehensive towards posting on Instagram I think just because I had like other things and I was like mm-hmm. in school internship whatever mm-hmm. right, and right. but my classmates and like friends would always be like oh you should really make an Instagram do you have an Instagram do you have like a YouTube channel whatever and I started to like just post like what I was wearing to class and mm-hmm. I would just post on there and then I think with the encouragement of other makeup artists on Instagram because that's mm-hmm. also such like a blessing that I discovered probably Mm -hmm. during the pandemic is like the internet can be such like a like a bad place of like garbage negative yeah no yeah yeah Yeah. and um but I genuinely found the beauty of like creating connections making Uh friends like I've made such genuine friends through Mm -hmm. this account and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my god that's kind of amazing especially because I don't know if this was just me but last year I dropped maybe like so many friends (laughs) you know maybe it's adulthood yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know what I mean um yeah but also the circumstances of the pandemic people grow apart (laughs) yeah yeah, that's what I'm saying it's just like this past year of anything I hope I hope that people like reflect on who they are with who they want to be like who they surround themselves with I think that's just like so important Mm -hmm. um but like with their encouragement it made me realize like, oh, I could probably do this a little more seriously. Like, oh, I could do my pictures a little better. I can invest in like some makeup. And it was kind of just a gradual process mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. like investing in brushes, investing in like a camera, like, you know, yeah, actually yeah. camera is courtesy of my brother. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And like lighting and things like that. And then it just kind of became what it is now. Yeah, and I yeah. just, I feel so, so grateful. And like, learning new skills like photography Mm -hmm. and editing and things like that it's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm happy that I can explore different like creative outlets as well right that are just like linked to it what a great right that's awesome that's pretty cool obviously I think social media has like a big role in in what you do and sharing your work and finding friends in in the beauty community on the Instagram beauty community so like how does the social media influence your own art in any way does it affect Mm. what you do or you know what kind of look you want to do or you know yeah Yeah. how does it play Um, into that yeah yes I think (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes um I think 
it's really interesting because like you know how like trends are so fast these days um, yeah for like yeah. everything like mm-hmm. do you have tiktok yes of course yes okay wait yes (laughs) such a time sucker but yeah Yeah. you kind of get caught up inadvertently um in trends whether it's like oh like do you remember like strobing for makeup or like baking for makeup you know mm -hmm. like Kara's like no (laughs) (laughs) um, I believe you I I believe you (laughs) yeah, yeah it's like you're like oh after a few videos or like pictures of seeing people being like oh this is my take on this trend or oh like this is my technique of how to do this trend I'm kind of like oh hmm let me try that or um if I just see something I'm like okay I want to do this but like with my own twist and I think initially it kind of begins with like me learning how to do it I would be like okay let me recreate it Mm -hmm. but then I quickly learned that I'm like my biggest critic I would always be like oh it doesn't look uh, it doesn't look the same as this person mm-hmm, how they mm-hmm. did it on their face and then I realized it's their it's a completely different face it's right really <laughs> different. yeah and yeah. they have their own technique of doing things so then it became okay I'm inspired by them let me mm-hmm. do my own spin on it mm-hmm. love that mm-hmm. yeah. and in that way I also kind of you you really have to realize like in design like every artistic thing you cannot compare yourself to anyone you will (laughs) go crazy and Mm -hmm. it's like you will become your biggest enemy in doing that so Mm -hmm. it was really such a big hump where I was like I can't look at someone and be like oh shoot they have more followers they have more likes or they're do it looks so good how do they do this their lines are so clean no it's kind of like you have to look at it and say oh my god that's great for them and also like oh that's amazing let me see how I can pursue that or like do that yeah right do you know there's a short film called the gap which is voiced by ira glass it's kind of in the same vein of what you just said it's the the idea of the 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 gap being that space between your where your starting point is it you have as an artist you have good taste out of principle and it's just wanting to achieve what that is you know what you see around your influences and and, and, uh, in your own way arising rising to that place um so that's just kind of I don't know, a little tie-in I guess <laughs> where do your influences come from where does your inspirations kind of come from I think like a quick context and like background on mm-hmm. the name of my account mm-hmm. so it's like Steph underscore monolids and for the longest longest time like my eye shape is called a monolid meaning like oh. I don't have that crease you know how people okay. have like hooded lids right, or right, right. something that have like triple or like but the classic is like a double lid mm-hmm. growing up um there were very very few Asian makeup artists Mm -hmm. and so therefore there weren't a lot of tutorials like on YouTube because that Mm -hmm. was you know there was no TikTok or anything like that Mm -hmm. and um it just wasn't something that was dominant like there was no representation so growing up I didn't really have anything to look at and be like oh okay like I can do this because Mm -hmm. I would see people who had like double eyelids or Mm -hmm. um just like faces that were not mine because I had like I have a flat face like my nose I don't really have a predominant nose bridge and when I would do those makeup things I I would get upset with myself because I'm like mm. oh like it doesn't look the same like I'm ugly like you know it makes mm. you feel very insecure about your self and everything so yeah. this whole count is kind of like a testament to learning to accept and like very much appreciate and love 
um, the features that I'm given because I now view, like I used to hate this. Like I have like a, it is probably like an inch and a half <laughs> of lid space, <laughs> which is kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to be like, oh, my eyes look so small, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I realized I'm like, I can do so much with this. Like mm-hmm. I can use this to my advantage. And I'm like, I can show off so much color, detail, line work with what I have. So um, influences like, directly Michelle Pham. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember, like she had that crazy uh, Lady Gaga bad romance look. Like, yes, do you know yes, yes, I do. I recognize Michelle Pham. We yes. probably watched that at said sleepovers like 300 times. I, I'm not that. kidding. Yeah. Yes. I was yes. obsessed with Michelle Pham. I would show yep. Kara all of her videos. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Every yeah. time we were together. And honestly, it's kind of like that was, she was the biggest player, like Jen mm-hmm. M. Um, mm-hmm. There's also Pony's makeup. She's a Korean makeup artist, super famous. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then like fashion style icons, like Soothing Sista, like Stephanie Villa. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but it, it's only like a handful. And right, then I realized right. I'm like, if if it's not there, like I'm just gonna, I have to make do, like I have to adapt and see like what works on me. But that was such, that was like so many years it took for me to accept and learn that mm-hmm. and to see like what works best on me. Mm-hmm. But that's genuinely why like, I get messages sometimes it's like hey like I have monolids and like I love your page because it really makes me like appreciate what I have and I'm like that is the sweetest sappiest thing I've ever seen <laughs> oh my god like I love it I I feel like so happy because I hope that the young the youngins feel <laughs> like <laughs> that they can buy, see someone else who is like yeah. thriving and with like what they have and they don't mm-hmm. they don't have to feel like they have to adjust or use anything to yeah, alter right. their appearance like plastic surgery do what you want that is totally mm-hmm. your call like I firmly believe it's your money it's your body if you want to do it sure but please maybe don't do it for external validation or if you feel like you have to fix yourself and I feel like oftentimes in Asian culture specifically mm-hmm. that is such a deep rooted mindset mm-hmm. of like in South Korea at the age of 16 it's kind of like a normal tradition that girls will get a double eyelid surgery mm-hmm. And I mean, I used to use tools. It's it's like this little like fork. It's like a Y oh. fork. Uh-huh. And there's like a glue that you put here. And then oh. you stick like that. Whoa. And then you would go like that. And then you would get a double eyelid for a day. Like yeah, these are whoa. products that are just so normalized in wow. East Asian beauty. So it's like oh it's God. like a very from the get-go, you're kind of taught like, oh, you want double eyelids, you want to look yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. <laughs> It was all around me. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no. It's totally fine because also it's like, if those things didn't happen, then I obviously wouldn't be who I am and like where I am today. So, you know, it's just like spinning what I, you got to play with the cards you're given. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But you're also turning so positive. Like you're, you're setting yourself up to be kind of like, not only maybe like a industry leader or like a, you know, experiment, like a leader in experimental makeup. Uh, and online and online spaces, but also, you know, just by, by nature. Yeah, children. right. Exactly. Which is, yeah. Or older people or, or older know, people, like, or whoever. All, all sorts. Yeah. You know what? Awesome. My analytics say I'm for the people who are like 18 to 35. And I'm like, that is where I want to be. Yes. Amazing. Like, love that. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. And especially just because like my day job is being a fashion designer for like mm-hmm. a company and yeah there is a lot of beauty standards and you know things in the fashion industry that are 
very yeah. slow moving towards progress but you know yeah, yeah we yeah, all grew up in them in, in your opinion what do you think um are some of the shortcomings in the beauty industry I think that if we stop marketing diversity as a story, as a marketing uh-huh. tool, and just accept it as normal, mm-hmm. that will hopefully just break that barrier. I think that yeah. when people, when brands, not people, when brands are like, oh, like tokenism, mm-hmm. um, or they they hold it in a position that makes it seem special, as if like yeah. oh like we ticked this box like we did it mm-hmm. um yeah. like we're celebrating diversity i'm like if you just do it normally <laughs> if you just do it normally then it's normal like we don't have yeah. to act like oh my god like that's yeah, amazing yeah. because like representation matters yes and it should be celebrated but i think that when the beauty industry does it inauthentically <laughs> mm-hmm. that is the that is just almost contradictory i think to the original intent of what they wanted to do yeah it's Rebecca and i talk about this all the time with film too it's sort of it's on the same kind of line you know it's not about yeah like you said it's not about um checking a box or like trying to cover your own ass because you want to make sure that you're not gonna stand out as being racist or homophobic or xenophobic or what have you exactly Um, specifically this this just burns my buns <laughs> i love that <laughs> you can use that um, every year for specifically the lunar new year i'm like yeah. oh here it comes yeah. here it comes i can mm-hmm. i can like i can smell it it's just yeah. it's you can just smell the so, buns oh my god i know i'm like oh, i get yeah. it like you yes we should be we completely yeah. should be uplifting aapi voices like yes we should creatives especially um that's a whole other like cultural thing and but i'm like for you to only use like one to promote this specific line you created for Mm -hmm. the asian market because you know that Mm -hmm. the asian market is so influential it just feels a little it just feels really weird it's capitalism (laughs) it's so i'm like oh my god like i am a vehicle for you to just promote this like that's weird and like, if you will regularly have like partner with me and we can do regular like collaborations and content, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. yeah, like let's do that. But I mm-hmm. do not want to be the face of like your right. Lunar New Year collection. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. 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 It perpetuates a stereotype that, you know, makeup for Asian women or Asian people is just during this time of year or just for these products or you know if it's black history month or if it's native um, pride month people of like pride, pride month right all the time and and it's always just like i think that specifically like lunar new year or um it it it's that old mindset of like oh like orientalism like she knows mm-hmm. she knows where oh my god she <laughs> like that um art form of like oh like fantasy of yeah. east asian like cultures yeah yeah i don't know and back into like fetishization and tokenism yeah like what you're saying right i was just gonna say that we live in a very like real world and the world that we live in is not reflected uh in these in how these industries are portraying it you know um, and I think, like you said, if we just 
you know, promote it as this is normal. This is the real world we live in. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it'd be um, so much nicer. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's a part of our our age group kind of growing up with a more global with more reach to global places in the world other places in the world via the internet you know we have more of a way to engage with and communicate with all these people um i think that um in see but i think like this past year it's it's made me realize if i call it shutting off the tap like i can't keep thinking of things like in a negative way which Mm. is why i have to kind of like paradigm shift to view things more like this may be what it is, but you know what? We also have this going and that's great. Right. And I think that like our generation, as you said, like we're the ones who kind of grew up with the first version of Instagram and the first yeah. version of Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that because we have gone through what we've gone through and we're now in places like with our age, um, like emotionally mature wise and also career wise, we are in yeah. these positions to change that now when we make those decisions to have representation when we make those decisions to be like "Mm, this is inauthentic like maybe let's not do that and I think I do see it now I mean I'm not like super plugged in with like younger Gen Z because I'm like Mm -hmm. in that weird zillennial phase but (laughs) yeah you know like what are we what are we what what are we I don't know but like the Gen Z Gen Alpha Mm -hmm. I think that they know now too that um like they have a broader sense and a wider scope of oh hey this is not just the only body like let's represent like all bodies or they're realizing and I hope internalizing that like who they are naturally like what they're given from their from their moms um that it's beautiful and that what you see is not the standard of beauty Mm -hmm. I really think that that's kind of becoming more mainstream and Mm -hmm. also the fact that like makeup is for everyone like Mm -hmm. anyone can do it especially as we're like breaking down and realizing that the whole gender spectrum and gender identity um like all it just all ties in together so I I really think like on a very positive note that as horrible and sometimes like doomsday-ish that social media can be in the internet at the same time like on the flip side I think that people are becoming much more aware Mm -hmm. and much more um confident or hopefully internalizing like who they are yeah. yeah absolutely really well said yeah. yeah oh thanks because you do work both in fashion and in makeup and they can be very different <laughs> parts of the industry what is um I guess I was wondering because I know your Instagram account you do so much with your face um and it's like heavily uh you know focused on the makeup aspect what is it like working when you're trying to work with a look a stylized look how is that maybe different from working um is there a difference am I just like projecting something (laughs) wait stylized like it's like what is it like when it's the clothes are supposed to be the focus versus what is it like when the makeup is supposed to be the focus I think that's what Uh, I'm asking I get you okay yes um yeah so that's like editorial makeup Mm -hmm. um I don't know exactly what I want to do with this like makeup side of things yet Mm -hmm. in terms Mm -hmm. of like do I want to do like social media exclusively where it's like just me maybe like sometimes on someone else like where it's more of a personality aspect and just like my work on my face or do I want to go into like photo shoots and things like that because I've done a few of those to Mm -hmm. kind of like also test the waters out see what I like Mm -hmm. and it's just a different focus so if it's something that I initiate as like a artistic project and 
maybe in collaboration with like my friend who's a designer, um, mm -hmm. then we can work together to see what mm -hmm. works synergistically that they're like not mm -hmm. competing because i mean mm -hmm. like we've all seen those books where it's like <laughs> there is a whole lot going on like what is going on <laughs> yeah. there's so much going on um but if i'm coming onto a set and i'm just asked to be like the makeup artist for like something that it is the focus something else mm -hmm. that's the focus mm -hmm. then i just kind of dial down yeah mm -hmm. it's much more mm, muted i'd say mm -hmm. um but if it's like beauty specific or makeup focus, then that's where you really can be creative. Yeah. You're, I mean, I, I was telling this to Kara as like we were perusing your Instagram. I was like, <laughs> you take like even like this simple idea of a candy cane and turn it into something <sighs> so unique and creative. And so I'm curious, like, how do you take, how does a look go from a concept to final product? Like, how do you decide to, you know, pick and choose aspects of a subject for instance like a candy cane and like turn it into something that is so cool <laughs> and artistic thank you um there's like a few ways I think it's so cliche but it, re it like really is true inspiration can be anything yeah. um like one time I was watching killer clowns in outer space with my brother and I made <laughs> yeah it's so random and I made him like stop the movie because I was like hold on I want to take a picture of this painting in the background of a scene and I was like, I'm going to do a look based on that because it was just like so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but there's like a few ways. I think I say this, I said this before on like my feed that when it's like seasons and holidays, like Valentine's Day, Halloween, Christmas, um, you know, it's easy to kind of work into a theme. It makes it a little easier, but mm -hmm. I feel really grateful that I have the educational background of being in design to really like understand the design process where I can like mm -hmm. look at something and then I'm like, okay, like, let me interpret it. Or like, how can we use this um, in, and like problem solve almost. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's spur of the moment. Like I will not have any plan. Sometimes those are the best um, where like, I just like sit down and I'm like, okay, like, let's just see, let's just see what happens here. <laughs> or I will like make a face chart and I will like schedule and I'll plan and I'll have something where I like follow that's still from my mind, but it's like mm -hmm. more thought out, but it's really just like, whatever goes, goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and these looks, I mean, they are so meticulous and take so Incredible. long. Yeah. I cannot imagine just, I like literally cannot imagine, I cannot, working on my face. I don't know what's like for... more, I don't know if it's like weird to say, but I don't know if it's more satisfying to watch you do your little video of, of the process of putting it on or taking it off. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like both of them. <laughs> well, how does it yeah. feel to take it all off? I mean, I feel like I just worked eight hours on my face and now I'm going to take it off. <laughs> yeah yeah um on average I think that it also wait thank you for that note on the makeup removals because I almost forgot about those I almost forgot to, that I should I should do more of those um no, I totally off. get it though it's satisfying to see something like come yeah. off yeah um on average my looks probably take three four hours okay. um the longest is the Tame Impala one which that was like six hours Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh it, I'm. I can't believe I did it like once and then twice and then I'm. I'm not gonna do it again. Well, you know what I say, but you know what I say that and then yeah. I'm like, maybe I can do it better. And then yeah. <laughs> I know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but after I do it, I'm kind of just like tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. I just want to get this off. Yeah. Um, because 
it's about like three, four hours just to do the makeup. Right. But I have to take like photos, videos, and like all those things. Um, because like once I take it off, I can't take right. more pictures. Like I'm like, oh shoot, I missed my opportunity to like mm-hmm. make this trending TikTok video, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just ready to get that off my skin. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that you you have your day job as like a a fashion designer and then I mean you know you do post your looks to social media and you do have your role as like an influencer but it's it's so awesome that I think you're also just like doing this for yourself and like taking the time in your in your life to find a healthy balance between work and self-expression and also providing inspiration influence to a whole online community I think that's that's really inspiring how you're able to balance all of that yeah Yeah. I I think it's um well thank you so much that's so kind um (laughs) I think it's first of all like I oh I hope I like don't come across as someone who promotes like that hustle culture you know what I mean like there's some people that are like I filmed seven videos today and like whatever and I'm like that's great for you but like (laughs) also okay like okay congratulations Um, yeah you're you're working yourself to the bone nice (laughs) but um yeah I think even just like pursuing fashion in the first place from a very very young age I was like very individualistic and headstrong and in that I was told from older people, like, do what you pursue your passion. And then at that point, fashion was my biggest passion. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I said then, like, I don't need the money. Like, I'd rather do something I love. And the thing is, it's still true. I would rather be doing something I love. Um, but I mean, I, I do need that money. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it is fun. Um, but then, like, makeup became something that was very nourishing Mm -hmm. and a way to express myself and as a consumer like on the audience side of things it's Mm -hmm. so easy like it's so easy to spot someone who's inauthentic Mm -hmm. and like just Mm -hmm. me as a person too I'm like I don't love reality tv I don't love like I don't like that side of things I really hate I hate fake people I hate like I would really rather just have it straight to the point Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. blunt than all the like frills and whistles of like you're you're selling me something like that type right. Of thing. right yeah right, and right. and like it works for some people it doesn't work for me that's just me mm-hmm. my opinion so then translating that into what I do because it also it like makes me physically ill if I like am doing if if I'm just being fake you know what I mean yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. I I can't do that mm-hmm. um so for now it like makes me very happy I can definitely see this being long term Mm-hmm. Um, because also like you never know you can't plan for things and right right because like I thought I would be fashion like all the way and then sometimes mm-hmm. it shifts gears but mm-hmm. for now and it's been about a year that I've been doing this consistently I can see this kind of being a sustainable way to continue what I do and mm-hmm. hopefully monetize <laughs> just yeah. just to like live yeah. you know no that would we're here for that. We're we're here to support you to do that. Like, yes. yeah, and I'm sure like you both can 100 like agree in like artistic fields. Yeah, yeah. We talk about it a lot on here with artists of all kinds, and just yeah, it's um. Well, I think I for really our, yeah for our age group. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially really with prevalent. the pandemic being dealt, yeah. and then having sort of like this quick recession and then like I don't know what's going on anymore just this constant Mm -hmm. but I feel like our generation is very comfortable with a constant flux because it's always been just a flux Mm -hmm. I feel like 
we you gotta make do with the trauma we're adaptable (laughs) you gotta you gotta adapt (laughs) flight or fight response (laughs) and that's actually like a really good point too I wanted to bring up the pandemic Mm I I mean you know like you want to be I want to be very like lighthearted and like objective and like do not perceive me whatever mm-hmm. and then sometimes <laughs> I'm just like a spiteful person whatever you just have to yeah. get but it is a thing like I am spiteful about the fact that whenever people like I get two responses whenever I tell people my jobs um it's like oh like that's so cool like I wish that I could do that or it's like oh oh and I'm like <laughs> hmm okay because here's the thing I think that at the root of it all what would this world be without art first of all like yeah every single person digests art like consumes it they like it but it is consistently the most underrated underappreciated underfunded why and then like during the pandemic so many people so many people I see uh reject their full-time job of like a comfortable whatever like executive like standard um job career for their passion and it's like oh what is the running theme it's that you realize at the end of the day like a we don't have a lot of time b in this life like what would I rather do something that like is just cushy and whatever or take the jump to do what I want Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, it's this is also not to disrespect those who do choose for like that objectivity of like a classic um, career, because I completely understand socioeconomic circumstances as well can dictate like where you go and what you do in your life. Um, I just think that it's a societal mindset of like, oh, like, oh, you do art, like that's like, oh, that's cute, whatever. But yeah. then, and then people will always criticize you, won't take you seriously until you reach mm-hmm. a certain level of fame in art that they can't mm-hmm. criticize you. Yeah. And then, and then I'm kind of like, but that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why we support so small businesses. Like, yeah. let's, yeah. like, if you just uplift the community from the get go, mm-hmm. you will see how much they can flourish. Like, you will see yeah. how much work can be done instead mm-hmm. of consistently like criticizing until they get to a point. Mm-hmm such a good point yeah and what did what did everyone turn to like in the first month of lockdown what did everyone turn to it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah baking watching netflix like consuming music making music like exactly knitting crocheting like yeah art is so fundamental to to our society not to yeah. get preachy but like well, I'll, I'll jump it, off Rebecca's art wagon sorry Rebecca yeah. but this is my cheesy quote for the episode which is that quote from like Tumblr from 2012 it's like <laughs> the, did the, you have a grudge Tumblr or not uh, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was on the aesthetic trastetic um <laughs> uh but like that that dumb little not dumb but like this idea that like the earth without art is just uh, you know, I've never heard that before. <laughs> okay, no, but honestly, though, it, it, it is true, though. Like, it yes, is true. That's yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So Wait, but also, the thing is, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, right? It's like, I know. That's the best part. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. I don't know why. I'm just hearing that for the first time, but I love it. It's so, yeah. like, it's funny if you're walking down New York City streets and someone's like, done it in chalk like just like written it out on the sidewalk and you're just like i got you i feel you buddy (laughs) but it's it's so true and i love i love that message um 
like my boyfriend is mm-hmm. oh, we I say that we're like left brain right brain because he's <laughs> in like med school to like be oh, wow. like he is analytical in that way yeah. and the thing is like my brain just does not work in that mm-hmm. way um but I think like a fundamental shout out Ryan like a fundamental reason why <laughs> I felt a, like a very very strong and deep connection is because he he even like he understands and he like mm-hmm. fully fully and undoubtedly like supports me in oh, every artistic mm-hmm. endeavor and it's like yeah like you need that of a balance of like understanding the benefit and necessity of stem and like art yeah Absolutely. which i think are two fields that are often brushed aside by like a more business traditional business as either like some kind of oh we're only going to call upon it when it's necessary and we're not going to always take it seriously and it's it's necessary though it's so necessary and and the thing is like art is just woven into stem and the thing is like even in fashion it is engineering Mm -hmm. i will say like point blank it is engineering like Mm -hmm. to take a flat 2d piece of textile and to create it into something that not only like is 3d but fits and provides function it's yeah yeah, like everyone wears it everyone has it and art like oh you need marketing tools well you have to hire artists like you know yeah absolutely there is there can be so much overlap between stem and the arts and i think we like to view it as like such a like a dichotomy as as, you know yes yeah to polarizing fields but yeah they they absolutely do have the ability to overlap but there's a clearly that that overlap and i'm kind of shocked that i only know like the that the Salone Foundation is the only one that comes to mind when I think about film and science crossing over and creating a kind of like, or the Salone Foundation supports a lot of like art that is also science-based. Um, but there should be more probably because they're so, you're right. Both of you, what you're saying is just, but I guess that's just the biggest in the New York City area, but it's just... Yeah, Europe, cool. Europe definitely, Europe definitely has something like that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I feel that, yeah. And and now even like in the fashion industry, we see it because with the whole sustainability crisis, yes, and like, yeah, um, we do see innovation come to light where it's like science and art are forming, yeah. where um, like seaweed becomes fabric or mm-hmm. like regenerative materials or just like the breaking down. Um, and recycling of materials like it completely weaves them two together mm-hmm. yeah. amazing yeah i love this little tangent so cool gone on. i know, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I could like talk about this forever no it's awesome. please yeah, i'm learning we're... so much i didn't know seaweed could be turned into like yeah, no, no. that's so cool awesome. that's amazing yeah i this morning this is a side note i got so angry at um at the the host at morning edition on npr because he said quote i'm sorry i just got really angry about this he said that the (laughs) the the that you know the culprit for all of these environmental impacts that we've been experiencing the 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 wildfires the flooding in germany the flooding in um you know fires in siberia and africa whatever he's like and the culprit the quote like the the line the little like tagline before they dove into the story was the culprit climate change and i was like no shut up excuse me are you saying the culprit to all of to the wild 
it's people. People are doing things. People organize like you know organizations like 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 industries, I- industries, yeah. industries. Yeah. Not one person, but like this group no, mentality. No, 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 yeah. That's the culprit. Wait, I, I that's kind of hilarious. It's kind of. Right? I was like, what the hell? Like, but yeah, you're an NPR to tell me that the reason for this is climate change. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. But it's just like it was just like. It just furthers this passive narrative that we don't have any agency in this crisis and responsibility in this yeah. crisis. And it and it just reminds me of kind of, of like the other, you know, when we talked about like, you know, the, the representation in the beauty industry or or even just like the the um, merge between science and art. It's, it's like there's this. The individual isn't at fault, like you've said before, Stephanie, but it's like this 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 group that we are in that we need to like we are responsible for for bringing apart doing our part and doing something yeah 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 like i'm a huge advocate for like specifically climate change it's like it's not the individual's fault right we are a role Mm -hmm. and i think that people who oh (laughs) i got into like a social media thing about this but um (laughs) Like a TikTok, it was like it went viral for like the wrong reasons. But mm. I was talking about fast fashion, mm-hmm. and they were like, "You should blame the individuals. Like you should blame the companies." And I'm like, "I completely understand, 100 percent." But you're, but who do the companies respond to, or what? Yeah. Money. Where mm-hmm. does the money come from? Customers. Mm-hmm. It's only after people like you know boycott whatever that companies are like okay like we're gonna stop selling this or like okay we're not gonna like Zara with the monkey t-shirt you yeah. know and yeah so I'm like yeah we're not at fault 100% doesn't mean that we don't play a role yeah and I think that it's like people it the mindset of like oh the individuals aren't at fault like blame blame the big companies it almost absolves them of their individual actions, which sure, maybe that's like a self-defense coping mechanism. That's fine. Like you to you. And the thing is like, no one's perfect at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's almost contradictory to then like go spend hundreds of dollars at a fast fashion place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like, mm, okay, but you're <laughs> right. right. It's your money. You do you. That's, yeah. that's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a whole. To veer kind of back into makeup, is there is there a specific like product or tool that you find is that you like using a lot either because of its because it has uh, I don't know if there is like an eco friendly or like a it's more sustainable like you know product or tool that you enjoy using that you use daily or um, I mean that doesn't have to be like an endorsement for that product I'm just wondering you know <laughs> um, do I I you know what I mean product my favorite is just the Mevron makeup clown Mm -hmm. white it's that cream Mm -hmm. it is that is the thing that has been able to (laughs) like for me to do those like full face crazy looks yeah yeah um but in terms of like the future of beauty because I think I now I'm at a point where I'm like okay like you know I'm I talked about sustainability and fashion like this is what I'm aware of and things like that but also a huge other part of it is like the the beauty industry Mm -hmm. because if you think about it it's like every package everything like every launch it's just all the and and like packaging is beautiful it is an art form in itself and Mm -hmm. but then like every every launch has its Mm -hmm. own packaging and all this so I really appreciate milk makeup Mm -hmm. they have the like you just buy the first time you'll buy that container um, and then they sell refillables Mm 
Oh, so and, cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that that is the future and mm-hmm. that should be what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's very, very slowly turning to that where um, brands are kind of taking after that cleaning company, Blue Land. They were like on Shark Tank or whatever. Okay. Um, it's for the cleaning products. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the tab is like dish soap or like, mm-hmm. and it's just refillable. You add water. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that that idea is finally being implemented in the beauty industry and i'm like yeah we need more of that they this has also like already been an idea in the makeup world Mm -hmm. uh for pro makeup artists when they have multiple clients to take out colors like individual shadow colors and then just like change it out in a palette for whatever job they have so it's like the idea has been there and i think it wasn't originally for sustainability but like that in itself is sustainable yeah Yeah. that's a really good point because it like, like it would be so wasteful just to buy the same palette twice because of yeah. your hygienic concerns or whatever. That's, wow. Wow, I'm learning so much. <laughs> I love it. Um, this is a little more of like, a, what's your what's your favorite look or what's maybe been your most, yeah, like the one you were most proud of for finishing and doing? Uh, this is a question I want to ask you guys too. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I think my favorite look I have two. One is the Tame Impala one. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is my one of my favorite ones. Yeah. In general, I just love looks where I can just paint my face, my whole face, yeah. like a different color. I think it's because, you know, growing up playing those like avatar games and you could just make your like sim purple yeah, or something yeah, like yes, that. Yes, I'm like, yeah. I, I want to be purple. Like, I want pink skin. <laughs> yes. um, and so like, yeah, I just love that. And New Year's, I will definitely not I may not do it again I might do it again but (laughs) I painted my whole face neck and chest with glitter Uh uh-huh oh yeah yeah I had glitter oh my god everywhere Everywhere. for days (laughs) weeks like it was just everywhere and I made the stupid mistake of like I was like oh let me put this like towel cloth towel down Mm. to catch the glitter and like (laughs) throw it in the wash in the dryer the dryer was just the dryer was just glitter and like I was oh, doing no. the laundry for like weeks after and I'm like oh my god like the sweater the glitter? like and I'm like I'm folding like my dad's shirt and I'm like oh my god like, this is not. <laughs> yeah, like, I love that I love that <laughs> but what are your favorite looks I love your I don't know if it's like an actual series is a quote like where you have the quotes on your oh where you write the quotes yeah, yeah, yeah I I love like every single one of those looks oh, and all of you. the all of the quotes are literally so uplifting and oh thank you okay I th- yes I think that's like I think that says a lot about you as an artist and as an influencer as well as like you're such an artist and you know clearly you have so much talent and skill in in the artistic side but like you're also spreading you know like love and just like positivity and that is so important and so i i love i love those but i also love the one where your whole face is purple (laughs) like yeah oh yeah 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 (laughs) that was also really cool (laughs) i definitely sent rebecca the tame impala one i was like we have to ask stephanie to be on the show (laughs) i thought the tame impala one was but i also i really and it's not as like intense detail maybe but i really liked your bridgerton your whole look when you did that collaboration Mm. i was so i just thought it was 
I was so stunning, and I was like, oh my god, but also your makeup was so, I was like, oh my god, I thought that was I'm just, like, low-key stalking your Instagram again. (laughs) I will will be posting something after this. I have to post a tutorial, so. Yeah, no, I love it. You know what, fun fact, I I mean, like, I've never watched Bridgerton, but it was for a collab. Yeah, yeah. But I was, like, looking at the pictures, and I was like, this is just this is just like glam and yeah 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 so i i now think that that look is more like midsummer mm-hmm. it, from like ariaster I, I think yeah 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 no for sure i can see why you say that but it was are it you was... talking about the one with the, the, the circular flower yeah yeah, so, yeah it was that so was really cool. i just thought i just thought the whole thing was incredible just like the whole outfit and, and the makeup and i just really i was like oh my god um I know I don't want to I know we're kind of like hitting our time mark but I just really I want to bring it up because I didn't want to forget to talk about it because I thought it was very exciting your zine and oh, sort of you. everything around that and how you were yeah. uh, raising a- awareness of uh, to stop AAIP AAIP hate yeah oh thank you AAIP thank you yes AAIP I was like wait yes right and I thought that that was what a positive way to take your art and to also you know raise awareness for this huge issue um and i and i but it also in itself like the zine is so cool so i just want where did where did this idea for a zine come from and and mm. what was the goal behind it i guess um well i've seen like other makeup artists sell prints and things uh-huh. like that and i personally like as a shopper love seeing books really of like photography or like magazine like you know Mm -hmm. like just ingesting and seeing like art and personally I thought that it would be a good way to because I plan on doing it like one a year because I want to like document and see growth and like stylistically like how it changed you know just like see like photos editing like how it shifts um as this page progresses Mm -hmm. and also just because like I'm super extra and I was like for my birthday like I want to do something Mm -hmm. um like create something that I can kind of share with people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it's been like really amazing like one order was from Australia and I was like oh my god like I've never shipped anything I've never been to Australia like that's that's so so cool. cool yeah 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 and so it's just so nice and like people tell me they're like oh yeah like my friends are like seeing it they're like oh my god that's amazing and I don't know it's just it's just really nice low-key I'm like it is kind of like a public like a marketing public marketing uh public relations like tool kind of Mm. um but yeah and I and it also just was on my mind that I should create a website as well and I was Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. maybe I'll just sell something on there yeah, that's it's so cool. I looked at all the pictures. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> is it is it still in print or is now it's done? We have to wait for the next one. No, um, no, it's still in print. Like, I'll take it off if like I ever go out of stock for it. But sure. I sure. no, I have a lot of it. <laughs> so everyone that's listening to the podcast right now, you can go get your own copy of the zine. <laughs> yes. Link yes. in my bio. Yeah, um, I will say like genuinely the paper quality is so nice and like the cover is that lamin like soft touch lamination where it almost feels kind of fuzzy you know what I mean yeah um yes you're you're not gonna get like some flimsy like flappy floppy like 
low-quality No, no, only high-quality here. It's exactly. only high-quality here. I think yes. it's like 80-pound cardstock or something like that. Oh, yeah. wow, nice. <laughs> wow, nice. If you know about paper, that's, like, nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, so cool. Like, I just, I, I can't, yeah, I've just been, like, watching from the sidelines, I feel like, and I, it's been, it's been just, every time I saw one of your posts on my timeline, I was like, damn, this is so cool. Like, I want to talk to this person, but I didn't know how until I started this podcast with Rebecca. I love what you guys are doing, by the way. This is, this is so good. I feel like, oh yeah. Anytime, like it is so interesting stories, like artist stories, how they came to get, like be at this point because we often, it can be very different, but it can be like so similar too. It's just, there's an understanding. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, this thank you for being a... on. Yeah, yeah, thank you. This was such a lovely conversation. Yeah, yeah. so um, fun. Before you sign off, uh, or before we let you go, can you just say your name again? Say where we can find you on social, and yeah, that's. Yeah, um, so I'm Stephanie. I'm Steph's Monolids on Instagram. So Steph's underscore Monolids. It's spelled M-O-N-O-L-I-D-S. And it's the same handle for TikTok as well. Amazing. And you have a website that is linked on your Instagram. Yeah, the website is Steph's-Monolids.com. Okay, so no underscore, but same, same difference. Same okay, cool, cool, cool. And we'll be linking everything in our podcast notes as well, as well as posting about it on our social when we <laughs> release the episode. Was that not amazing? What, just like a genuinely kind person and just yeah. like lovely human to talk to yeah and full of insight full of great um just opinions i think and well formulated and just so so much to say about beauty fashion representation and i think that's it it's it was i'm really grateful to have had this conversation and i hope that we get to either collaborate with stephanie or or Mm. just have more uh Get to run into her in the city or something like that, just to yeah, <laughs> have more oh conversation. It'd be so cool, it'd be really great. But um, if you haven't already, definitely go check Stephanie out on Instagram, TikTok, and on her website. If you would like to be a featured artist and come on the show, please send us an email at thepodcastimperfect at gmail or you can always DM us and find us on Instagram at thepodcastimperfect. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as well at quiet open space, all one word. And you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Niska Music, all one word. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. For being a part of the, the imperfect community. Yeah, I'm being part and of the conversation. We love hearing yeah. your feedback. Feel free to yes, you know, definitely yeah. reach out, say what you're feeling. And um, yeah, we just hope you have an awesome day. Yes. Awesome day. Have an awesome <laughs> <Yes>. day. Yes. <laughs> all right. Love to all. Love to all. Peace.